Welcome to the Making Waves at Sea Level podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we will explore the interesting stories of business executives, entrepreneurs, and industry leaders who are shaking things up and growing their companies. It is time to make some waves. Now, here's your host, Tom Singer. Hey there, you have found your way to another episode of Making Waves at Sea Level. I'll tell you what, thank you. I am so appreciative that you listen to this podcast, whether this is the first time you have ever listened or whether this is like over 630 episodes that you've caught them all. I actually don't know if anybody has caught them all. I have, but I don't know if anybody else has. But thank you for however many you've been here. Uh, It's been quite a journey. As we started the show, it was called Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Uh, Since I joined the executive search world, uh, we have upped the game and we're dealing with how do you grow a big company? What do you do? How do you shake things up in, uh, in corporate America to be able to get more out of your team and find more success? So today, before we get started, I do want to plug one thing, and that is... If you're a professional speaker, full-time, part-time, or really if you just dream about getting on stage and speaking, I want you to check out another podcast. It's called Speakernomics. It is the new podcast from the National Speakers Association. And, you know, I'm very proud of the fact that they have a lot of members, many of which are great speakers, lots of whom have podcasts, and they tapped me to partner with them to launch this new show. And on this show, we interview people about how do you make more money as a speaker and how do you grow your business? And the theme, the motto, if you will, of Speakernomics is speak, get paid, repeat. So you can find Speakernomics on Apple Podcasts, C-Suite Radio, Spotify, really pretty much anywhere you get your podcast love. Go check it out, subscribe, and if you like the show, tell me what you like about it. It's a little different from the way I host this show, so uh, it's kind of a little, little shaking things up. So today, we're going to talk to another person in the cannabis industry. You may have noticed over the last few months, I've interviewed four or five people from this industry because we like to talk about making waves and shaking things up. And this is an industry that is really taking the world by storm because 10 years ago, the legal cannabis industry, whether it's CBD or whether it's THC products, didn't really exist. And now it's legal in almost half the states or around half the states in the United States, legal in many countries around the world. And I believe pretty soon you're going to see it legal in all 50 states and you're going to continue to see these businesses growing. In fact, the executive search firm that I work for is one of the leaders in helping place executives into cannabis companies that are looking for CEOs, CIOs, uh, etc. So, uh, I think this is an industry, no matter what we do, we should be watching whether you're somebody who supports it or not, we can be learning from the people who are working in that industry. And today, I have Scott McDowell. Now, Scott has a media platform and also has a line of CBD products. So he's working in the business and he helps promote others who are in the business. His company is called bloommaryjane.com. You can find them, I assume, at bloommaryjane.com. And uh, he also has, like I said, his line of, of CBD products. And he has a media platform promoting those who work in and around the cannabis industry. So Scott, welcome to Making Waves at Sea Level. Thanks, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. I, uh, it's snowing here in Colorado, so 
It's a good fit. I wish I was at sea, but this will this will do. Making waves here is just fine as well. Well, we mean sea level, like CEO, CIO. Oh yeah, it has nothing oh, to know. do with the ocean. I did interview. <laughs> I, I did interview a guy the other day, and his background was all surfboards and palm trees. And uh, he was hoping we were going to talk about about you know being <laughs> at sea level, riding the waves. But anyway, oh yeah, no, I, I know all about C suite executives. I was just trying to be funny. I think that uh, you know anything that, that can make me think about the ocean in this cold Colorado snowy day would would help. So well, as we record this, uh, which is a couple of weeks before it will air, it is uh, late January, and Austin, Texas, is seventy five or eighty degrees today. So uh, wow. you know, no no snow in Austin, Texas uh, this week. Anyway, so Scott, tell me a little bit about your background. What did you do before you got into the CBD world? And tell me a little bit about what you're doing now. Yeah. So pre-COVID, um, I worked on a lot of uh, events and festivals um, here in Colorado. Um, some that you might be familiar with would probably be like the X Games, uh, Winter X Games in Aspen. Um, I sold a lot of uh, after-party sponsorships at Bootsy Bellows, which is a, a really high-end nightclub up there. Then I was also doing some product placement with some of the athletes and, and VIP types um, that attend the game. So I would work with a couple brands. They would hire me, and you know, I would have a couple of our brand ambassadors kind of doing hand-to-hand combat, so to speak, putting hands in products of people that uh, you know could kind of benefit from uh, brand exposure. And yeah, so I did a little bit of that. And then uh, once COVID happened, there was no events to either sell sponsorships into or do product placement at. So I kind of was at a standstill and, um, you know, wasn't sure what I was going to do. So, you know, I, I wound up uh, coming up with the idea for bloommaryjane.com. In the past, I had done some marketing and promotions for a couple record labels. And I started a blog when I was there called internationalhiphop.com that I wound up selling. And uh, so I had an idea of how to run a, you know, run a blog and, and things, um, you know, so yeah, it's it's definitely uh, definitely helpful to you know have that experience and you know really being able to kind of focus more so now on uh, you know on the future of Bloom Mary Jane. So the the world of cannabis, I mean, Colorado is sort of the uh, the epicenter of it, right? It's one of the first places in the United States where where that was made legal. It's been uh, people have been in business for a long time, and I think it's an interesting industry because, as I said in the introduction. Lots of things are changing. I've interviewed several people who said just in, in their five years in business or 10 years in business, they've watched the regulations all change. So how do you think that when it comes to marketing and strategy, which is your background, how do you think that this industry is showing people how to shake things up and make waves and, and grow around all of the both controversy and just open fields that they have to grow? So, I mean, it's it's definitely challenging because the rules and regulations change state by state and they also change every, you know, every so often. I mean, sometimes it's daily um, that, you know, the Marijuana Enforcement Division here in Colorado will, you know, throw in a new rule, whether that be for testing or for, you know, for advertising, whatever it is. So it's just, you know, I, I'd say really just keeping up um, on the rules and regulations, but there's definitely a, a lot of room for improvement on, you know, different opportunities to kind of see the industry go, you know, federally legal, um, is really what I'm excited for because, and then really globally as well. Um, I think that's kind of what, you know, the opportunities really lie ahead. And some of these roller markets where it can kind of use Colorado as a blueprint. Um, one of my close friends, Danny Schaefer from my 420 tours, he wrote a, he helped write the hospitality bill with, with several uh, work groups and legislation and, and uh, kind of got a bill passed. And, you know, now each municipality and state has to, or each municipality and county has to adopt it in the state. 
And, you know, so it's just really a, a process of, you know, kind of being involved in the government and, and using Colorado as a blueprint. The hospitality bill, um, you know, has a lot to do with social consumption and uh, micro sales and, and consumption lounges. So definitely, I, I'd say Colorado has a lot to offer as far as being the blueprint, so to speak, for some of the newer markets. So my understanding, and I don't live in Colorado, I don't live in a state where this is legal, but my understanding is is that the cannabis industry in Colorado, there is a legit community of people. The networking that takes place uh, from people, whether they've been in the business from you know the first time it went uh, legal to whether they're launching sort of new products at this point uh, and getting on the market for the first time now, there seems to be a genuine sort of human connection going on between and supportive community amongst people in the industry. Is that what you find? You know, the, at times, yes. Um, but there's definitely, I mean, it's, you know, it's very competitive. I don't have the exact number of dispensaries, but you know, there's, I think at one point I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure there's more dispensaries than Starbucks and McDonald's combined, but I could just be making that up. Um, <laughs> well, so, well, we'll go with it. It's, you know, I mean, who, <laughs> we all know that 80% of statistics are made up in the spot anyway. So exactly. You know. So it's a, needless to say, there's the last time I had a number that I knew was accurate. It was around 400. So there's, let's call it 400 dispensaries throughout the state of Colorado um, and probably more. So there's And, and half some- of them are on Colfax Avenue, right? I mean, I was in Denver and I was driving down. I don't, I don't know Denver very well, but I was there to give a speech and I was meeting a friend on the other side of town. And so I just took like a straight shot, big Avenue. And I must've seen 200 dispensaries <laughs> just in like a 20 minute drive down the street. Oh yeah. Colfax Avenue is actually the longest street in America. Um, you know, it's, it's a, uh, that's, that's facts, or at least that's what they tell us here in Denver. I haven't never looked it up myself, but everyone says that uh, again, Scott, if you say it, I'm going to believe it. So that's <laughs> right. Exactly. So yeah, so Colfax Avenue is definitely one of uh, kind of the main arteries in town. And then there's also Broadway. Um, they have a strip on Broadway called the green mile, <laughs> um, which is just dispensary dispensary. It's, it's really kind of mind blowing, but uh, and all weed is not created equal. So you can't go to every dispensary and accept the same quality of weed. I, I really find, uh, you know, it's far and few in between the quality of, and, you know, I'm speaking more so on flour. Obviously some of the dispensaries carry the same brands and products, but I like flour personally. And I have a couple shops that I, I like to go to because it's hard to find good weed. Um, at, at, you know, most of them at least. So with so many dispensaries in such a small area, just using Denver as an example, not even looking at the whole state, but with so many dispensaries, what are some ways that that you suggest to your clients and your friends to market, to be able to stand out from the crowd? How, How do they make waves so that people notice them? You know, definitely incentivizing um, customers to come in. Like, you know, most dispensaries do that every day. They'll have a different kind of promotion or sale to kind of drive their audience. But, you know, really it's about just, you know, with any type of product or, you know, brand, um, I consider a lot of these dispensaries brands because they see how some of them put out their own flowers. So, you know, just building community um, around your brand, I think really allows for, uh, for people to, kind of gravitate towards, um, you know, your mission and, and kind of what you're, you know, you stand for um, outside of just selling weed. So your company, bloommaryjane.com, uh, hadn't been around very long if you just started it during the pandemic. So let's talk about what are you, what, what is it that you do with this brand? Yeah. So, um, you know, first and foremost, I would say, um, you know, I really want to kind of cater to like the global landscape. Um, there's, there hasn't, there's a lot of 
you know, magazines and platforms that, you know, promote, uh, you know, promote things um, on a local level or even hyper local. But you know, I feel like the global landscape doesn't get kind of uh, focused on. So definitely global cannabis news and our product reviews. We have a really talented writer, Den Dave, and um, he's been just crushing um, the feature articles for product reviews. And we got um, a commercial cannabis award from the Global Health and Pharma Global Health and Pharma magazine as the best emerging cannabis review platform in North America. And, you know, I definitely have to credit him for all of his wordsmith. Um, I've actually haven't done any of the, well, it's not true. I've done a couple, but he did most of um, the product reviews himself. And I, I, I'm pretty sure that, you know, they didn't give us the award because of my writing. So definitely, um, you know, those product uh, reviews are, are really kind of something that we're focusing in on. And then, Kind of the uh, creative spotlights is another thing that separates us from the pack is, you know, a weed blog is we're giving people who, you know, whether that be a filmmaker or a musician or a muralist, we give them a platform to talk about how they use cannabis in their creative process. So I'm, I'm really interested in, in that because you had told me before when we had first crossed paths that that's one of the things you do. You do sort of these spotlights. So what caused you to do this? Why is it unique? What are some of the spotlights you've done and, and why have they brought attention to your, to your blog? Yeah. So um, it's been a bunch. Let me pull up the website. So definitely one of the main spotlights that I think that we've done would probably be with Al Harrington, um, CEO of Viola. Viola. He's a former NBA player um, turned cannabis entrepreneur. They're a multiple state operator. Um, MSO in, in in the game. And we, we did an interview with him on how the cannabis industry can be more inclusive of minorities. Um, you know, it, it's a very small percentage of uh, black and brown people that are in the industry. So we just wanted to get here from him who, you know, someone who's really moving at a high level on, on what his thoughts and, and kind of, uh, you know, ideas are on how the cannabis industry can be more inclusive of minorities. And that was really cool. And then just a bunch of uh, artists early on when we first started, that was really you know, mainly the, the first kind of wave of articles um, was, you know, uh, female designers and, and um, artists uh, that use, you know, more so cannabis related style artwork. Um, and yeah, so we did a bunch of those that were pretty cool. So yeah, just, uh, and then what I'm working on now, actually, as of uh, last night, um, this is late January, so it'll probably be out by the time everyone's seen this, but we're going to do a, a highlight of the top women in cannabis. I feel like women are kind of overlooked. There's a lot of women on the emerging, um, you know, kind of scene of of cannabis. And then there's some who are at a really high level, like Chloe from Cloverleaf University and Dr. Dina and, you know, a slew of other women that are just amazing at, uh, you know, at, at what they do. So, so, showcase them as well. so I've interviewed on this podcast a couple of, of really interesting women in the industry. Uh, the founder of Wana Brands uh, was on and she was a great interview. And then I've interviewed uh, someone who had a marketing agency that, that focused on CBD products and has had that for a decade. And then just a couple of weeks ago, we interviewed the people. I'm trying to get this right. Open Door, D-O-R, was one of the founders. And uh, they are a franchise uh, dispensary company that is just launching sort of a brand new model, kind of across state lines, you can have a turnkey uh, way to open up. So those are all women that you may want to, you know, check out if you're going to highlight more, uh, all of which were great interviews on this show. So uh, I think that's a, a just just another place to look. Now, one of the things by doing that, you know, we're, I'm a big fan of content marketing. When you have really good content, people find the content they're also finding your product. So obviously the writing that you are doing and, and what you're doing with, with the, the highlights and the spotlights is also helping promote your own products, correct? 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, I would say, you know, we don't use the blog to, I mean, we will be now, um, you know, starting more. So pushing, you know, kind of more self-care articles and just really educating people on, you know, some of the ingredients that we have in our, our CBD face masks and also the bath bombs and just kind of like educating them on, on why, why even just soaking in a bath is good, even without CBD and why using, you know, cranberry and bamboo and apricot seed and some of the other ingredients we have in our CBD face masks, even just why they're good um, alone. And the CBD just kind of adding an elevated experience to, uh, to their routine, um, so yeah, definitely we're going to have some more educational stuff to promote our products, but I'd say really, um, the blog is kind of, you know, almost a, its own life form where, you know, we just want to use that to kind of drive traffic to, to everything that we're doing. Um, you know, obviously the more traffic we have on the blog, the more people, you know, will check out the shop, the shop section and hopefully buy the products. So I am not an aficionado of, of CBD, so I don't know. But uh, I've obviously learned from interviewing people that there's the, the consumable side and then there's the side that would be like your, your bath soaks and, and, and your face mask. Uh, do you intend to take your company towards the consumable side? Are there more regulations with that? What's the what's the, the yeah, the there's that. There's definitely more regulations with ingestibles um, over topicals. And, um, you know, I, I think it's you know kind of right now we're focused on uh, just I mean, we've only been having the CBD bath bombs for about a month now, um, a little over a month. And then, you know, we're, our new products are, um, you know, probably out now that everyone's hearing this, but, you know, we just launched our, our CBD face mask. So it's, it's definitely, a, you know, more of the topical skincare um, area that we're focused on. Cause I want, you know, if I do open up wholesale accounts, I really want to kind of focus more so on, um, you know, getting in resorts and spas and the topic or, you know, with topicals and then kind of the ingestibles, it, you know, it's just a little bit more of a kind of liabilities that fall into place that I don't think I want to go down, but it, I, I don't know right now. It's hard to say what, what will happen. All right. So I've got a couple more questions for you, but first I have to thank the sponsor of this episode. So this episode is brought to you by Podfly Productions. Podfly, they take the time and the headache out of creating your own podcast. They set you up with the right equipment, training, and guidance to ensure that you're going to sound amazing. Podfly does all the heavy lifting and that pesky technical work so that you can focus on creating great content, growing your audience, and interviewing people who are making waves in their industries like Scott McDowell. Hey, if you want to start a podcast, and I know that some of you do, Jump over to podfly.net slash cool things and check out the offer that they have for the listeners of this show. So, Scott, I used to call the show Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. What's the coolest thing you're doing in business right now? Um, I would say the coolest thing we're doing in business right now, um, you know, kind of relevant to 2021 is we're, we're currently putting together our terms of service and engagement for our um, influencer marketing campaigns. Everybody kind of throws around that word influencer, but we're really going to kind of have a, a stable of influencers that become affiliates and earn commissions from our CBD products uh, in exchange for creating content on their social media and, and uh, yeah, pushing it out um, through the influencer marketing channels to kind of start. So yeah, I'm just really excited. And I think that's pretty cool because influencers have a lot of uh, creative capabilities. So what advice do you have for people in other industries 
that they can learn from the executives and the entrepreneurs and and all in the cannabis industry. You've you've seen a lot of people. You've obviously been around a lot of people. Uh, there's your company. There's companies that you've highlighted. What do you think that business in general can learn from what's going on, you know, in Colorado and beyond in the world of cannabis? Um, I'd just say, you know, it's, it's hard to say exactly because it's such a new industry still. But, um, you know, just just kind of uh, learn from the mistakes of, of other you know, markets that have been online um, for longer, like Colorado has, you know, has not gotten social equity right. And it sounds like Massachusetts is doing a really good job with their social equity program. So I would just say, look at some of the other states that are kind of doing things that, um, you know, kind of appeal to you and your goals and objectives and, and kind of, uh, you know, really kind of build out, um, you know, some framework and blueprints on that. If you're looking to get into the industry, just learn from uh, the do's and don'ts of uh, those who came before us. Awesome. Any last words of advice for business people? You're, you're a marketing strategy guy. Any other last words of advice for the listeners? Uh, I would just say be relentless, determined, and uh, just stay focused. There'll be a lot of distractions along the way. I mean, I'm dealing with putting out a couple of fires this morning and, you know, I've been on two podcasts all day. So, you know, just trying to stay focused on the positive things like being here with your, on your show and the other show I did earlier and, you know, not really so much focusing on the, on the negativity. Um, so yeah, just trying to stay focused on, you know, on the good things and just being relentless and determined to, you know, reach your goals. Awesome. Well, Scott, if someone wants to find you or they want to learn more about your company, where can they find you? Uh, bloommaryjane.com is the easiest way. Uh, uh, or at strategic Scott on Instagram for my personal page. Uh, yeah, it's the easiest way. Instagram website. Hit me up. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. And thank you for everybody who tuned in and listened. I say it every show. If it wasn't for the audience, why would we do this? The whole idea of making waves at sea level is to help business leaders, whether you're in the C-suite or not, look for kind of fresh ideas at ways to go out there, grow your business and make things happen. I do this show twice a week, every Tuesday and Thursday. You can find a new episode on Apple Podcasts. Uh, uh, we're moving to C-Suite Radio. We're on Spotify. It, basically, anywhere you get your podcast love. Uh, if you like the show, do me a favor. Yes, like every podcaster out there, I want the reviews. Go review the show. But more importantly, tell a friend. Because uh, when I talk to people and I say, how'd you find my show? Almost always, the answer is somebody told me about it. That, that One guy told me a while back, your podcast sucks less than others is what my friend told me. And I'm like, well, there you go. That's that's where we appeal to right here. We suck less than other business shows. So uh, that's what we're doing. So make sure you tell your friends, go tell them right now. No, I mean like right now, I'll wait. All right, and then be sure to come back in a couple of days where we'll have another interview uh, with somebody who is making waves in their industry. In the meantime, go out there, do the best you can. Make Flex those business muscles. Uh, make sure your career ladder is against the correct wall because you don't want to climb the career ladder to find out you're in the wrong place. I did that. Don't do that. And then go out there and have fun along the way. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Making Waves at Sea Level podcast. Without your listening to these in-depth conversations, there would be no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter and Instagram at TomSinger. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>